0: Now on documentary on News Talk, Episode Two. Jonathan Farley talks to
1: Mary and Mina Sheridan in County Meath. This is sisters in GAA. I was born in Ireland in '85. Mina was born in England in '87. We moved to England in '86. Um, So yeah, Dad would have been playing with Mead before we left. Um, uh, Mead or Cavan, actually, he was Cavan, and and then Mead, Um, and then we moved to England. And yeah, I suppose it was just kind of bred into us from a young age, once the boys, I suppose Damien would have been probably, what, three or four, so we kind of got enrolled in the club in in England quite early, uh, so John Mitchells was our club. Um, so basically it was a case of we were brought, brought to the training with the lads, or if it was dad's training, generally dad trained us, and then he might have training afterwards, so we were going, playing, you know watching and then it was kind of a case of right girls stick a jersey on there and you're playing with the boys because there's no girls football and as me the saying it was more about numbers you know obviously in england you know it wasn't like here on the you know, way we would have had a minibus and like
0: dad it could have done 10 stops to pick people up from training and games and
1: rounding up the troops so that's kind of yeah it just wasn't as you know, it's not like, you know, Gaelic football, most English people didn't know what it was. You know, it was only an Irish community. So, yeah, that's how we kind of got started playing. And as I say, we were playing, you know, we could have been six or seven playing under twelves, under 14 boys, just because that was all we had. And Dad just chucked us in. Um, chucked us into play, basically. As Mina says, you know, she probably caught a jerk, Yeah, and, and yeah, that was literally it. And like a lot of those parents, like some of those kids would have been kind of from, you know, different backgrounds and, you know, the parents wouldn't have understood Gaelic football. And um, so we, you know, in fairness to daddy would have picked them up and we would have all been at training, dad trainers. And then those kids would have had to wait till dad did his training. So dad could have been dropping these kids back at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. But again, some of these kids could have had different backgrounds if dad hadn't have brought them to football training, you know. Um, different areas in England absolutely like Ireland I suppose that you know might have been rougher and but you know, it probably did keep some kids off the streets as well to be honest.
0: There's another man who made made good friends with his name was Jimmy Walsh and we've made lifelong friends with him but he would have been the same. He would like even still now he's there and the minute he hears of an Irish person coming off that plane to work or whatever, he's nearly meeting them at the airport to get them playing with the club and he'd it, go above and beyond to do anything for anybody to make sure they were playing football. So when you've got, but you'd only have like a handful of people like that where I suppose over here, the, the community is bigger and broader as well. And it's not as much responsibility on one
1: person, I suppose. But back then, like it was just rounding up the troops especially good. My mum played with John Mitchells and the one stage when we played in England. Now, when we moved back here, I was 11. So when we were playing in England, we would have been playing, you know, kind of first team, which was junior level in England. Mina would have been corner forward, mom was full back, and I was corner back. And like I was maybe nine or ten, so Mina would have had to have been seven because you're two, yeah, so, and mom was full back. But that was like nobody looked at us as if to say, why? you know why are them girls playing you know because it was like jimmy walsh that we we're talking about his daughter was a couple of years older so she was probably only 13. she was one of our main forwards so i remember uh Amy walsh, you know so it's funny when i when i say it out loud now i think if my daughter was playing at seven or eight or nine senior football i'd be like get them off the pitch you know um so it just shows how you know funny odds. I suppose the other teams, So were, you know, there was similarity with other teams. To be honest, like, and we still slagged Mina at this, like, Mina was kind of chucked in because obviously she was just that bit younger. And I, I still remember Mina being up corner forward and doing catwheels in the corner of the pitch. Um, you know, and even the lads will remember that. That dad actually thinks he remembers her picking daisies. I don't remember that one, I don't but know, that, could, I don't that know. could be dad exaggerating a bit. Um, and again, it was a case of you just did as you were told. You know, um, if your mom and dad told you something, you did it. You just did it. It was just the, the kind of, um, and, and because we were taller, we, we didn't probably feel out of place. Like I said, I'm, I'm six foot, and I grew like I was taller than my brothers for a good good while. I think girls tend to grow quicker than boys anyway. Um, so, yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't remember ever feeling overwhelmed. But again, it was that kind of we're competitive and it was always read into us to be competitive. So even playing that, like if a ball was coming, you were going to win it. You, you weren't thinking of the age of the person. To be honest, I used to love when I'd see an older lady coming in um, because I'd be thinking, oh, I'm going to be faster than her, you know? Um,
0: I remember just standing like doing cartwheels or whatever and handstands, but I'd just be chatting to the one that was on me, or the goalie that I was, I was normally calling forward, just making up the numbers, but I remember just standing there chatting away to the person beside me, like, well able to hold a conversation, I suppose. But, uh, and I remember every so often, I just get, the ball to be kicked in and I wouldn't even notice the ball was down our end. And you just hear this massive roar from I'm the sorry. side, like, Mina! <laughs> and then it's like, oh, sugar, I better look. And then, obviously joining with the game then, but, like, it has advantages and disadvantages, but I can't say I really
1: probably contributed much to this goal I'm out. Mom I either in goals or fall back, I, I can't remember exactly. Um, yeah, because we moved back when I was 10, 11. So I know it was before that. That's the only, that's how I calculate the ages. I was like, well, I wasn't 11 because we moved back that year. You know, even only the other day, my my six year old, he be seven this year, came in and he said to me, he said, Daddy." Can I play with the under eights? It's like, I just, he, uh, he was basically saying, I'm too good for the under but he couldn't actually say those words because it's not in him. But that's what he was asking because he is stronger. He's a bit like us when we were younger. He's a lot taller than most of his age. And he's kind of nearly getting a bit bored of his age group. And again, it's no offense to the other kids, but he's just, he knows his ability and he's like, Daddy, I'm, I'm not going to be able to stick at this if I have to stay at this age group, you know. And but it's
0: like, like when we were younger, we'd have communions, parties, like and like nowadays, like parties, for birth parties. I do. <coughs> well, I think crazy, like the amount of activities and entertainments and all this stuff that's put in. But when we were younger, you literally had a massive game of football out the back garden we had kind of a two-tier back garden not that we had a posh house but it's just the way the, the garden was and down the bottom there was two trees and it was like it was meant to be the trees were a goal post and we made another goal post and any time there was a party or anything the entertainment for the whole day was two teams down the bottom and Everybody, all the communes, <laughs> and even to mary's last communion there at the weekend out the back was a game of football uh-huh it was like my older brothers and my dad and that playing against the younger ones that are like seven and eight and they're like, God, do you realise how much they've come on because they're actually taking the ball off us now? Mm-hmm. And like, it's not for fun. It's like, oh, no, we won. That was a goal. It has to be a referee. So I think that definitely is what made us, like that's what makes you like it so much. and You just played all the time. And I suppose probably the way it's gone now, it's probably back in the day, I think, was getting stuck and I think it's gone too much, too much red tape, I suppose, because you just, you. people want to play for the fun, and I think it's definitely, a, there's definitely advantages to the way it used to be. Like when I was 13 and played first the championship final in um, Park Delton, essentially, and nowadays, like, I will help him with the under-13s and essentially just doing our training sessions with and- him and I'd be talking and I'd be like, I should, the like, trainer, the this next. Hour. Oh no, she's, she'd be grand in a few years' time. Even like 16 year olds, I'll, I'll give another year or two. I said I had about five years on my belt at that point, but it just, people are like, what? <laughs> and they just think it's bizarre, like, that you played at that age. Like, like obviously we're, tall big
1: family like yeah you know, i think that was being there yeah, we're tall you know like like, i'm five foot ten i'm the smallest in the house you know so I, I think i don't height. become that big when i'm in the house
0: but that probably kind of disguised our age as well probably but like i kind of think why wouldn't people be just throwing the kids out there and just letting them get stuck in and definitely from playing with like the lads and like say so we went to school i remember there was any time i uh, break time, like, it was like soccer, or playing Gaelic outside on the air uh, at lunchtime and, like, we were the only ones that had any interest and the boys kind of was happy to let us play, like, for the half an hour lunchtime where walking around laps of the playground was not an interest to us at all, so.
1: It's funny, I was only saying to me, I actually remember when we, we made, did move back to Ireland, so, you know, we're small kids with this big, strong English Birmingham accent and we were in St. Paul's National School. So it was myself, Joe, and Mina. Uh, Damien was in secondary school at that stage. And, you know, we were, he was, yeah, he was in St. Pat's, wasn't he? And O'Brien um, wouldn't have started at that he was too young. Yeah. So then, but I remember we went into school and, you know, we, we weren't really kind of accepted straight away. But I remember like the day after we went in, I says, or well, Joe says, we will bring a football tomorrow to school. Um, you know, because we were allowed that. And uh, the next day, the three of us met at lunchtime, because we had no one to talk to really. We started kicking the ball around, and we co- we knew we, we had big kicks again. It was just one of our strong points from playing football. We, we could kick the ball long, and we started kicking the ball around. And, and I, to this day again, I'll never forget, it was like we suddenly got accepted. It's like, wow, you know, they're English, but they can actually play football. And all of a sudden, we made friends pretty quickly. <laughs> Because I remember
0: talking about like that, I was writing an essay at school and we were in the Oma bomb like that. We, uh, friends from England, the, when we played them, we travelled up to Oma. They rang us to tell us they were coming to play Oma. John Mitch was playing Oma. So one Saturday, we were building our house in Bow Park and Dad was on the roof and he just said, Right, come on, it's sunny day. We we're heading up to Oma to, watch the, football to watch the football match. Jimmy Walsh was coming over and we came into home and we stopped That's the one where the pitch was and she was like oh there's just been um, a bomb scare up the top of the town but everything's fine so we got to these traffic lights and next thing there was a massive explosion and all hell broke loose and dad was working in town mines so he kind of had the experience and he said it's after being a bomb and obviously there was absolutely bedlam but we never got to the game or anything but like uh like that again, football brought us brought us there and we were following following our, our heart, you know, that kind of way. But they're the things you challenges that you hit and you get over them and you get stronger from them kind of
1: things. Yeah, we weren't actually meant to go to that game. They had to decide we weren't going because they were building the house and it was literally, we were late, as always. And dad like that, I remember him being on the roof. And right, get in the van, we're going to the game. He just got that guilty conjured, Jimmy's over from England, the least I can do is go up to the game. And piled in exactly as Mina says, you know, the one was like, bombs get the top, but you'll be fine where you're going. We we're just sitting there and it's bang. And, and like that, because Mom was a nurse, she hops out of the van and like, there was people literally just thrown in Like we had a big old high van, you know, there was no seat belts then. You know, we were just sitting playing cards, I remember in the back of the van, actually we Dad's accordion, because Dad big into music and Jimmy, so Dad had planned the, the sing song after the football. And um, yeah, it was it was phenomenal to, to think that we were meant to be going to a football game and we ended up stuck in the middle of the Oma bomb. Um, it, was, it was pretty mental now, it there's was. Those
0: things that make you stronger. Yeah.
1: We didn't actually realise, there was no phones at home, we didn't realise what we had just been through until we actually got home. You know, there was no mobile phones. You know, I was what year was it? Ninety. It was the year we came home, wasn't it? Nineteen eight. Ninety seven, ninety eight. The Obama bomb, I think, was. And you know, there was no mobile phones. But I remember we came back home and we got to our uncles and everybody was there. And like, he's all right now. The stuff we seen was pretty dramatic. I don't know if it, Mina, you've actually set foot in the north since it's kind of here that I had um, in ninety eight, was it? Yeah. Um, but when we got back home. It was like oh, is it all right and we didn't realize how big it was like mom and dad again just the nature of them they, they put people into the van drove to the hospital and we five of us sat in the van for i'd say three or four hours while mom and dad helped again, helping right people, people, people long. yeah it was it was it was pretty crazy but again you know it, probably the next day we we're probably down the pitch playing football you know because that's how you and I, I, I even say that to people who like know football is like a release. You know, even exercise. I say that to people. Like exercise is so important for the mind. And that's why I will encourage my kids to play so much because, you know, I know if I haven't exercised in a week, you know, I, I will feel stressed out, you know, so there is a release. And football is even, even better because, you know, it's so energetic and... You know, so when people say they're stressed and they're not going to go to a football game, I'm like, that's exactly where you should be going. Yeah.
0: Talk in St. Mary's church in Navan, and Mickey Hart was there as well. And he was giving his talk as well, and it was all about having faith and how faith gets you through. And like, it, it was funny how Dad was asked to go, and then Mickey Hart was there, and just this strong GA background that all comes together and, like, obviously, you know, all that Mickey Hart has gone through as well and having the faith to get through it and it definitely, like, comes and even the year we got to the, um, to the All-Island Final, it just, these stick out my head, like, the trauma and tragedies that some people are going through and they, they needed the faith to get through them as well and that definitely helped because a lot of our team would have all been the same kind of beliefs and background and it definitely the face with the with the GAA as well definitely um, gets you through the ups and downs for sure yeah. so again then we played on um, your age right through we had to play with the boys as well um, as a Paddy O'Brien he was messed a man he's really isn't he and and um, he would have been bringing us to all the games. uh, Girls, yeah, come to lads' games, play more the merrier kind of thing, and you weren't weren't kind of turned away. And definitely playing, it's not as common now, probably girls playing with boys, but it definitely, definitely brings you on, and definitely you gain from,
1: I suppose, the physical
0: element of it. But nowadays, I suppose, girls playing with girls is too physical
1: and, well, like, I suppose maybe we were able to hold our own and... Having the, bro- having the lads as well, because, again, we were just thrown outside when we were younger, so, you know, it was... Like, Brian was a little bit younger, so it was, say, the four of us, you know, Damon Joe, Mina and me. And, you know, generally, we didn't really have much, so it was a football and it would be 2 on 2 and then Brian might be throwing in goals, God love him, you know, because he was that bit younger. Uh, so that was how he got tough, was just being the goalie. Um, so but that's just, yeah, it was...
0: But then, like that, a man and his me getting off and running. And then we, we were willing to get stuck in and play. Yeah, and mum was really involved with the man as well. Yeah. She... Um, but she set up the first ever... It'd be like the county team, I suppose, um, in yeah. England. And it'd be the ladies, it was Warwickshire.
1: It was our county. Be,
0: that would be, like, county football over there. And she set up the first ladies Warwickshire team. Um, over there and the um, got it all up and running and it's still running very strong to this day and we would have come over and joined in in the failures over here and um, and like that it's changed again even the failure set up but we used to come over and we came to
1: a one year um, didn't we i know we came to mayo Mum mom and dad basically brought a girls and a boys team from england and a failure. You didn't have to win a competition. So if you come from abroad, you'd be brought. You could co- come over. So mum brought a girls team. Dad brought a boys team. On a boat. Like when you say it out loud, it's crazy. Like about I think it was about sixty, 60 kids. Yeah. We met Jimmy Walsh going on the boat. Uh, the girls team. I remember again, we didn't really have a girls team, so we actually had to round up as many girls. There was maybe six or seven of us that could play. The, the it's a
0: couple f- of big families. Yeah. Like they-
1: Walsh, watches, yeah, like, or yes. with Irish backgrounds, so they were the kind of grand. But we came over on the boat, and I remember, like, even one of my cousins that lives in England never played football before. And mom was like, Katie, you're coming to Ireland with us, um, to play football. And you know, it was the, the memories we have, you know, you're staying in houses of people that you had no clue of, and, and like, English, if, it, if there's any
0: English family, like. They would come and think this was absolutely bizarre. The Irish people, the kids were just given to this family, mm. never knew anybody. There was no managers or anybody. A couple of years just going, staying in this house. This family fed you, put you up, For the few dropped days. you to the matches, and took you back that night. People thought this was absolutely crazy. It
1: was great. No, that was like, a great moment. It
0: actually, like, it definitely makes it grown up and it socially and it teaches you like respect and how to how to live your life basically not expecting the the biggest things in life like like the basic things just a bit of manners and a bit of welcoming and attributes to like bring people into your house and just it wasn't a problem even if it was a problem to know these people were so welcome like it, it's incredible that really the fader really highlights the. I think the community, the Irish community, especially in here. You're listening to Sisters in GAA on documentary on News Talk.
1: it's was like the junior or senior, yeah. We yeah, played. We were
0: playing, s- well, it was, they were junior at the time. The his
1: ladies. Well, the junior?
0: There was no intermediate at the time, I thought it was senior. I was
1: senior, he Yeah, was, I was senior. Yeah, yeah. we played it. Um, we would have been uh, young uh, enough, uh, actually, yeah, so we played... So when we came back, we us the senior with it on my knees. but mum... Was mum playing? Yeah, mum
0: mom played, played
1: in goals. Yeah, mum played in goals with Omanis. At this stage now, we would have started playing a bit of county football, so when I was um, underage, there was no under 12 county. There was under 12 county, yeah. Feet, yeah, Nina, was, but... There
0: was even a bit of under 10,
1: I think, that, but there was no... So we would have started, you know, Mead under-14s and that's... And even school, And, um, you know, we won a couple of all islands. So we, we played Mead County schools. O'Mahony's, we transferred to town in 98 or 99. 98. 98, was it? Yeah. Um, again, a big a big question whether we should have, should it or not, because, you know, we, had a, we were a strong part of O'Mahony's at the time. Uh, all of us were playing. And
0: Dad's connection
1: to years So Yeah, before. Dad knew a lot of people then played for years before we left for England. But Mom and Dad's decision was, you know, we were living just down the road from Centre Town Pitch and to help us to get to know friends in the area, we decided to transfer to Centre Town. And it's funny, you know, you'd meet a man, these people now and they'd say, should I never sign that transfer to let you go, you know, because uh, obviously a whole lot of us were going out. Um, but um, yes, we started playing Meath football, two of us. So Mina would have been kind of the younger, but played under 14s. And under we lost two All Islands at under 14 county. Um, and then the same team kind of drafted up the county at under 16s. And we ended up winning back to back All Islands at under 16 county then. And, you know, it was, again, great memories, great, great people we played with. Uh, then we started playing with Central Town and we won our first senior title with them. Mina was 13. Uh, we, no, we lost our first one against Insania from that day on then. We actually, we won about 13, 13 out of 15 senior championships with yeah. Um At one point, there was probably eight or
0: nine of us on the
1: county team. Um, yeah, we, we, were, we were quite lucky. Even the girls we played with in, in Centrestone, you know, I, and I say this even to, to girls i played with, or even my own kids, that, you know, we, we're so blessed to have won so much because there's people who play football and never win win a championship, win, win you know, a county title, whatever, you know. So, you know, we, we played with some great footballers, like Fiona Mahan, uh, Gwani Nolte, Louise McKeever, Dr. Laura uh, Carroll, Debbie Mangan, you know, like, they, these are all playing county. Um, county football but again it's funny even when I started playing county football here like I played with me seniors when I was 15 um, and it was the prior to the ladies now we that was the last time we would have seen, won a senior Leinster title um but again you know you throw a 15 year old into the county scene now I remember you know there's Neve Eve McNeilis, uh, Christina O'Brien, yeah, some really great footballers. But I remember at 15, I guess myself and grown old who were brought in. We hadn't done a training session, but because we were we were successful at under 16s, and you know we were tall. You know, I was six foot tall, so I didn't look out of place. But we were and brought that, in. That
0: was the time of a long ball in. Yeah, was yeah, kind of yeah short, classic game. Didn't have to be fast. <laughs> that was it.
1: But we were brought to a, a national league game in Dunboyne. Never trained with this team. Brought in, you know, 15 years of age, a bit naive and tugged out anyway, thinking we've just been brought in show. And I was brought on at half time midfield. And, you know, I I couldn't believe I was being brought on with me. And me ladies were quite successful at this stage, you know. Um, But, and again, even in the dressing rooms afterwards, you know, I was, it was, you know, girls got in for showers and I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I doing in here? You know, it was you're just thrown in the deep end. But again, it's it's what made me a better player, really, being thrown in. Uh, but you wouldn't bring a 15-year-old girl into the ladies now. I think, what was the youngest, probably 18? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, still, we've...
0: I, I think... I, I don't think there's any harm because definitely, like, girls at 15 that are well able to be playing. Like, people have this perception it's like senior men and senior women. The, the senior women is the same. But it's the, not. It, the physicality is not like a senior men's team and it's probably got less the physicality because the way the games are refs and things like that. But definitely I think like girls at younger age because girls peak at a younger age because obviously then they start having kids and things like that. So girls at like the teenagers like that's they're in their prime like and I suppose, obviously, to keep it safe and that they're not overdoing it and people have to be clever about that, but I definitely think there's advances of just letting
1: girls play, like, and get on with it. Oh, yeah, It's true, you know, I remember one of the years, I suppose we got so used to winning with Sennstein Ladies, we were, you know, we, we, we won Leinster with them, we got to an all-islam final with them, and we got used to it, and, and unfortunately, like, we, we played St. Alton's an awful lot in finals and they were on the losing side a lot of times, but I remember the year, they, one of the years they bet us, and it's kind of a bit ironic, I actually started going out with my husband, and poor Murray, who's from Alton's. So the year Alton's ladies bet us, the lads I think had won, but they had a dinner dance, so I had to go to the dinner dance of the team that was after beating us in the championship final. Um, you know, I knew a lot of the girls from playing County and that, but I always remembered the, I think it was Vincent Rennox gave a speech. And it was the first time they had beaten us. And, you know, he congratulated them on winning and that. But he also said, you know, girls, we have to give such respect to Centralstone because to win one, but to keep coming back and winning again is harder. So retaining that title and I... I it was lovely to sit there and hear that because normally you wouldn't hear these speeches, you know, because normally you wouldn't be there. But it, I just was like, you know, he's, he's right. And that, that was when I realized how, how great a team I played with um, and the girls we played with because we all, and I see it now with teams that have won like Simonstown and St. Alters and that and Old Castle that didn't retain their titles, and, but it was just in us. And we wanted to keep winning every year. But again, it wasn't just one or two of us. It was a good bunch of us that... And it wasn't this arrogance that we had. We just, you know, we, we had... Give everything. Yeah, we, we believed and we, we made friends. It Like, to be honest, we just had great fun. You know, there was always the politics, the football, that just is part of it. You know, there was days we all give out and stuff, but we had great crack, you know, after games, just some of the stories and the, the buses bus home and... You know, that's when you, you get a taste of maybe your first drink, you know, and like, don't tell your mother I gave you this, you know. But again, it wasn't like you were going, you know, going out to the pub doing it. It was different in the GAA surrounding because you knew the girls would mind you, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, obviously, there's the seriousness, the competitiveness, but we also had great fun, great social side to it, um, I remember
0: the year we got to the All On final, it was two thousand and three and our dad was the manager and you know that meeting at the start of the year and like watch the goals for the year and all this kind of stuff and, and we were sitting sensitive dressing room and everyone's like, Yeah, I wanna get fit, I wanna be able to do this. I need to practice and, like tackling and maybe win the league, all of the championship or whatever. And my dad was like, girls, yous are going to get to the All-Island Final. And we were all like, who is this absolute nut no job, like All-Island Final? And he goes, if you believe in something, you will achieve it. And I'll never forget, he, he showed us how, he kicked a high ball, and he was showing us how the ball travelled faster than you. And he kicked it a ball, he got someone to kick the ball, and he ran. And he was able to catch the ball the furthest side of the pitch because he believes he could get there. And he was like... He said to us that we were going to get to the all Ireland final. And none of us believed him, but he instilled the belief into us that we eventually started believing him. And that year, 2003, we got to the all Ireland final we had to score unfortunately, last night. But every, every match we had a hiccup, whether somebody was injured, somebody wasn't able to play, somebody had uh, bereavement, there was always something that drove us. And the, the All-Ireland final match, we had absolutely everybody and we failed to, to finish it that. off. But it, it just shows how there's more, like belief is massive and we didn't believe it at this start but we eventually started believing it. And you could see the team were getting tighter and tighter as the year was going on, but it, it's incredible when you see the kind of the belief that was in the team and the unity that was in the team. And you literally do do anything for anybody,
1: like. no, oh, without a doubt, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's funny even, Mina saying there about shouting just brought a memory. I remember when we'd be playing school football and I suppose we were blessed with mum. Mum mama was a nurse all her life and she then had to retire early because she would hurt her back when we were younger. So mom was kind of the one that, you know, pick us up from school, bring us to every training, every football game, at school, basketball, whatever it was we were playing. So we probably didn't really appreciate how much mom brought us to the games because uh, she was just always there. But um, I'm so involved, like she was amazing to us, you know. But we, we used to always love if dad could make it, but he'd be working a lot. But, uh, you know, when you'd be playing, you would always know if dad was there because you'd hear him before you'd see him and you'd be playing, and that meant, like, the ball could be down the other end of the pitch, and all I'd hear is, Mary, that's your ball! And I'd be nowhere near it, but again, that's what I thought with the story. He'd make you believe, Mary, if that ball is kicked out and you're a back you could run up and catch it by the time it hits the ground. And I'm looking at it, looking at him thinking, Dad, you know, I don't have to get every ball, but he made you believe you should, you know, and strive to be the best, and that... Um, as they a lot of our belief and you know competitive nature and that came from mom and dad definitely they they drove us to want to be the best but even talking about like commitment and
0: like it's probably not prioritised as much now it's like but football needs to be always the top of the list like as we say it was the only reason to kind of get out of math early or <laughs> to, was to go to a football match but like back in the day like you'd change holidays, you wouldn't go on mm. holidays, like, parties, like, you, you wouldn't have had a drink for the whole of the year, like, because of football or whatever, but it probably since the recession, probably the priorities have changed in terms of where football stands in people's lives, I suppose, and, uh, but it, I remember, like, we were to go on a summer holiday and we changed it for a football match, but I remember this year or last year when we were got to the championship, we won the championship semi-final, and it was two weeks for the final, and we were going on a family holiday. We were supposed to go to Tenerife for the 60th, but we ended up having to settle for going to Kerry. But we were going to Kerry the next morning, and training was obviously on the Wednesday or the Tuesday, and I was just chatting with the manager, and I was like, oh, when's training? I was like, I'll be back up from Kerry for the training. And some of the girls heard this the younger girls and there's a big gap between me and the next player but um, they were all like are you nuts travelling back from Kerry for training like are you absolutely crazy like they couldn't actually fathom that I'd even consider doing it and it's probably the perception of where football kind of stands in people's people's lives nowadays it definitely has changed from what it was years ago yeah yeah
1: even being asked to play with me it's like you know, playing with me, it was an absolute honor. Like I remember when Joe was asked in, you know, and he'd always sit down later on at night, like we might've been training, Damon and Joe might've been training Brian. You know, our, our meal time was probably about half 10, 11 at night. And, um, you know, we'd all come in from our training and or games and have that post-mortem. But it, it was an honor to, to, be, to be asked to play with the team and, and even be picked for a team. Um, we were just discussing that, like, even when, so the, me and is two years between us, a year and a half. So, say, for example, even when we were playing maybe under-16s <coughs> County, Mina would have been the younger of the age. So I didn't always get playing. And, I, I, you know, I I was quite blessed really when I was playing. I, I was very rarely a sub. Um, but there was a time when I was either injured or sick. And I remember being a sub and it gave me such an appreciation of, of subs. Um, myself and I, I remember Cheesy, Louise McKeever. the two of us, she was injured as well, and she wasn't used to being a sub either, and we were playing Dublin uh, in Senua County, and I, I just, because at the end of the day, you're standing on the sideline, wishing the person who's in your position plays bad, so you will be brought on, and, and anyone who says that that's not how you think, I think they're lying, because that's the feeling, because you want to be playing, um, And I I just got such respect for subs um, after that. And the girls or lads that, year in, year out, sit on a line just for that five minutes to play football, whether it be county or club. And I I just admire that, to be honest, um, because that is, as Mina said, that's commitment um, at at the best, you know.
0: I never forget when I was still playing with Mead, and I had a manager, I think my name was Carlos, Paula Cunningham Cunningham. and I wasn't getting sat like that I was getting 10 or 15 minutes and I just went up to her and I was like I just want to have a chat with you and just to like find out where I need to like improve or what I need to work and I said because obviously I wanted to try harder to get playing or whatever and her reply was just keep doing what you're doing and I was (laughs) like well if I keep doing what I'm doing I'm gonna stay on the sideline (laughs) but at that point I was like how can someone improve or get better or get on the team if you just keep doing what you're doing and you're a sub? Like, you obviously needed to do something. But at that point, and I just took it and I
1: kept doing what I was doing. Um, that was probably hard at times, I remember, just for me say because, you know, me and Mina were playing together a little bit. This was, uh, you know, football had its more difficult challenges for us because, you know, Mina would be coming in, maybe disappointed, and then I would be wanting to talk about the good parts of it. You know, so it, it did get challenging at times. Same with the lads, I remember with Damon Joe and Brian, you know, there's one stage of three of them on the county team. And, you know, so mom and dad had to deal with a lot of mixed emotions, you know, and try and keep pushing us to to be the best. But, you know, dealing with me coming in, maybe happy that we won a game. a pissed off, excuse the language, because she maybe didn't get playing. And then, you know, the lads then exactly the same discussion. So, there was some plenty of heated... even in the
0: under 16, All-Ireland Final. I was a sub, and mother and father were over us, and Mary was obviously playing. But we were losing, and I got brought on with, say, just the five or ten minutes that someone kind of lives for. But, like, I got brought on with about ten minutes to go, and I got put full forward, and because I was a bit younger as well. But I scored a goal now. Always wouldn't be my natural position but I scored a goal and we ended up winning the All-Ireland by two points and like for them five or ten minutes how much you felt part of it for just contributing for them five or ten minutes the difference after the game then instead of being a slope you really felt part of the game but it made them trainings and all them slogging sessions worth it when you got them five or ten minutes and you felt so part of the win kind of what
1: would be my favorite thing she just she understood me you know i I probably made some of my best patches because of mina (laughs) um you know and and she made she she made me a better player um definitely and it was a bond that nobody else not everybody has on a pitch been able to play with your sister, so, yes, it's uh, it one of the best and just that we could share the enjoyment, you know, all the wins, like when I used to hug Mina after a game, it was a different hug to the girl that was my friend, you know, it was, to be able to share those memories, it was pretty amazing, Um you know, so to have been able to win so much with her, but yeah, that that bond we had playing was just something really special. And it's saving just now is that we're not playing together, you, you do miss it, you know. Um but the memories we made was phenomenal. You know, we've some really great stories and you know, I just I love playing with her. But yeah, she probably she probably made me make some great catches in fairness. <laughs> yeah, I suppose um same as
0: that, like suppose favourite thing was probably the laugh and the crack we'd have and I suppose I got to probably know her better as a sister playing with her and if we if you you take out the time that we did play football together if you took that out of our life we probably wouldn't have spent so much time together and we probably wouldn't be as close as we are now and so like that there's bigger bigger achievements from playing the football it is We've grown close as sisters, and like to this day, we're still as close as we we were back then, and all that has probably helped. So, uh, and it probably overall, the football has probably brought us as a family close. And I suppose all the people are probably looking at us oh, going, "Jeez, why know, you to tell each other so much or talk so much to each other or whatever?" But it, you wouldn't change it. Obviously, it's bad, but no, and um, definitely. The laughs and the crack, and being able to share the stories. I suppose she understood, and like say if things weren't going good for me, she was always there for me. And when things were going good, she was there as well. So it definitely built a um, bond. Yeah,
1: I'd be truly grateful to her. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd always say to like I'm a fle- I'm an athletic therapist, and you know I treat patients and. You know, you know, you would always just have about family, and I, I'd, I'd literally always just say, I mean as my best friend," and as Mina says, like, and it's not just on the pitch, you know. It's, as Mina says, crack after like, being able to come home, and if we were going out, it'd be like, what are you wearing? You know, oh, you know. Whereas if you have nobody at home to do that, you're thinking, oh, Gina Mack is definitely going to be wearing this, so, you know, you're having a couple of drinks while you were getting ready in the house. So a lot of the time, half the girls just come back to our house to get ready, you know, so. There was not just the memories on the pitch, it was definitely off the pitch as well or on the way to a game or different things like that. But, you know, I say quite regularly in a week's work that my sister is my best friend. And I know from even friends of mine wouldn't be as close to their sisters. And I I think it's really strange. But again, I get it because we've literally had to spend every second of our lives nearly scared Like if I haven't spoke to Mina in a day, you know, I'm like, oh, better Mina and see was shocked, you know. Um, but it's
0: that like and things weren't always great and Rosie like you know we've definitely had our ups and downs and it's how you kind of get through it and I suppose knowing this is so well from spending all that time together sharing the stories it's taught you in life to share stories and use each other and lean on each other and losing their matches and winning their matches make you realise in life that things that aren't always gonna go good, things are gonna be great at times, but when you've always got each other, like, you'll always get through, like.
1: Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Because we're actually very different. You might not realize that, because me and Mina would be completely different types of people. Um, You know, I'd be more kind of laid back, easygoing. Mina would be the the thinker, or the, the more organized person, put it that way, she's like mom.
0: This is, I'm 22 years this year playing consistent senior football and I after the championship final last year I decided just my body and everything I felt it was time that I couldn't really give like, because when I do play I can't half-ass do that, I kind of have to give it 100% um, and I just felt I couldn't do that but like to accept that you weren't able to play anymore. And like obviously telling the team at the end was devastating or whatever, but I could actually see the younger girls that are on the team now, like, and they were looking at me and just say, what's the looms, so, like, getting upset over, like, football, like, you know. But like, when you see what you've achieved over the years of playing, and as you say, at the time, like, we just kind of, oh, we won a championship. If we won a championship. And I just, recently we had a meeting with the girls team this year. And I tried to relay that back to the girls that, like we're going through a transition at the minute in the club and trying to get things going again. But I tried to say to them, you don't appreciate things until you actually can't play anymore. And like, I suppose when you're in your teens and you're youngsters and flying around, you don't think you're ever not going to be able to play football. And... It's only now I'm trying to give them the message that people probably tried to give me when we were winning. Appreciate them when you're winning them because there will be a point where you're not, but just even appreciate playing because you take it for granted and it's only when you can't play that you really think, why didn't I kind of make them more of what when I was playing, you know? And it definitely is highlighted to me now. it's like a drug. (laughs) Yeah. Sisters in GAA was produced by Jonathan Farley and was supported by a grant from the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland as part of the Sound and Vision scheme.